Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Can't Stop, Won't Stop, where we can't stop and we won't stop fighting for justice. I'm your host, Lindsay Ann. Today, I will read court documents regarding confirmed charges against retired Pennsylvania State Police Trooper Sean Inlow that he was hoping would never be found. Are you ready? Let's do this! Hey guys, D here. Before we start, I'd like to thank all of our Can't Stop, Won't Stop patrons. Your monthly donations helps families just like ours fight for justice. The amount of money that we had to spend on a PI FOIA request, travel expenses, signs, bracelets, posters, and so much more was detrimental on our family. Which is why Lindsay created her Patreon tiers ranging from $8 a month up to $100 a month. Without each of you, there is no way she could continue to help in the fight for justice. Thanks, babe. And so you guys, if you're wondering how you can help on a monthly basis, please check out my Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash can't stop, won't stop, where you can learn about those four different tiers that are available. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. Before I start, please, you guys, be aware that this week's episode discusses very disturbing information. Listener discretion is advised. So I've taken quite a turn while covering Terry Clark Sr.'s fatal hit and run, and I promise to get back to the details of his case specifically. But right now, I cannot stop exposing the information that we are getting daily on the creep Sean Inlow, retired Pennsylvania state trooper. I now have been provided proof of Sean Inlow being arrested on charges for furnishing alcohol to a minor, as well as corrupting the morals of a minor. And proof of a corrupt magistrate, William Dasher, that made those records disappear. But before I dive into that, I want to let you know that we will be having a memorial on June 11, 2022, for Terry Clark Sr.'s 17-year anniversary. D and I and our three dogs, will be there, and we cannot wait to meet everyone in attendance. There are more details that will be posted on Terry's Justice page and on Can't Stop, Won't Stop very soon. Okay, so let's get back to helping children and exposing an alleged pedophile. A highly respected Lawrence Township police officer, Ron Smith, was willing to recount an incident he was involved in to a private investigator, whom is also a retired Philadelphia police officer of 26 years. 
I'm going to read documents used as evidence in court that were subpoenaed for a case after Sean Inlow had previous Phillipsburg resident Greg Walker arrested in 2008. This is all public information and entered as evidence in the Center County Court of Common Pleas, Belfont, Pennsylvania. This is an interview of Ron Smith, retired corporal of Lawrence Township Police Department in Clearfield, Pennsylvania, on Friday, December 13, 2002, at approximately 3.30 p.m. inside the Port Matilda Hotel. The interview states, quote, He said that before Sean Inlow became a state trooper, he had an occasion to arrest him on the grounds of the Clearfield High School late in the evening or night. He said that this occurred around 1988. He arrested Inlow as an adult for furnishing alcohol to a minor, corrupting the morals of a minor, etc., he said that Inlow was over 18 and charged as an adult and the girl was under 18, thus the charges. He said he found tracks leading to the athletic field at the school and he followed them onto the school grounds and came upon Inlow in the company of a visibly intoxicated white female and it was obvious that she had just had sexual relations with Inlow. Ron Smith said that Inlow was cocky and arrogant, but he didn't resist arrest and was booked on the various charges. The girl was identified as Megan, a white female, 15 to 16 years old. She was taken to Clearfield Hospital for observation, and she was determined to be approximately a 0.32% blood alcohol content. Smith related that Megan's father, who owns a company in Clearfield, didn't want the publicity surrounding the incident with their daughter. He said that Inlow was found guilty, but nothing ever happened. The paperwork disappeared. It was later learned that the local magistrate, William Dasher, whom walked with a limp and used a cane, was throwing out charges and fines and destroying the arrest paperwork on a lot of defendants. Dasher was forced to resign as magistrate or be arrested. The state never put any restrictions on his resignation, and within 12 to 18 months later, he re-ran for magistrate and won. This time, his girlfriend and her daughter were tossing out arrest paperwork and other paperwork relating to defendants that affected their friends and family. They were forced to resign to protect Dasher, and shortly thereafter, Dasher resigned for the second time, this time for good. Smith went on to state that he knows that the arrest records are missing with regards to Inlow but he said that the police department kept an arrest book or log, and that is probably still in place even after Lawrence Township Police Department went to computers. He went on to express his views about Inlow and his behavior as a state trooper. Not favorable. He made mention that Inlow plays with some dogs at a location in Phillipsburg and has been seen rolling around on the floor with the dogs in full uniform, 
armed. He stated that Inlow hangs in a diner in Phillipsburg two or three times a day. He said you can always find his squad car parked out front of the diner on the sidewalk illegally. He said that Megan's father still owns or runs the business in Clearfield, but that he probably would not be friendly towards being interviewed about his daughter. Smith also stated that Inlow's wife is an assistant editor with the Progress newspaper with an office in Phillipsburg. The interview concluded at approximately 4.30 p.m. Friday, December 13, 2002, end quote. So this, so that is coming straight from the mouth of the arresting officer. I have some major concerns that I want to address before moving on. Megan's father stated he didn't want the publicity surrounding the incident with their daughter. I have an issue with that. How in the hell are we supposed to stop this abusive and illegal behavior if it's swept under the rug? We need to do the exact opposite. We need to make the public and community aware of what has happened to Megan. Megan is a victim. Megan is innocent. Megan was 15 years old and influenced and abused by a 26-year-old coward. Because this heinous act was silenced, Sean Inlow was able to have a career as a Pennsylvania state trooper. And because this heinous act was silenced, Sean Inlow allegedly harmed many more innocent underage children. Now, I'm not at all blaming Megan for allowing Inlow to carry on with this disgusting behavior. That is all on Sean Inlow. He chose to allegedly rape children. He chose to allegedly prostitute children out to his buddies. He chose to provide alcohol to minors. He chose to corrupt the morals of minors. He chose to allegedly sell illegal drugs. These are all Sean Inlow's choices. Megan is a victim. I just wish more victims would address their abuser and put the facts out to the public so that cowards like Sean Inlow will be taken off the streets or at least not allowed to harm another child. To Megan and her family, I am so incredibly sorry for the abuse that you endured at the hands of Sean Inlow. You now have a community of warriors that will stand right beside you when you're ready to tell your story and help expose Sean Inlow so that he cannot harm another innocent child. And of course, I'm going to address this scandalous and unlawful magistrate, William Dasher. What the fuck is wrong with our justice system? How can this really happen? William Dasher should be in prison, in my opinion. Because of William Dasher's corruption? Sean Inlow was able to harm more innocent children. 
Because of William Dasher's corruption, Sean Inlow was able to have a career as a state trooper and allegedly rape multiple innocent young boys and girls. I don't know how William Dasher, his girlfriend at the time, and his girlfriend's daughter can look at themselves knowing they are part of the reason more children were able to be abused by Sean Inlow. And then on May 23, 2008, a private investigator was hired to interview Megan and was given the following information leading up to the interview. Quote, Inlow, who is now a Pennsylvania state trooper, says he did not know Megan and denies the entire incident ever occurred. When Megan was interviewed by Pennsylvania State Police during the criminal investigation of my client, she also denied knowing Inlow and the entire incident. She said she never drank and was never in the hospital for drinking. We know both of these statements are lies because we have reports to prove that is true. My client, Greg Walker, son of Jim Walker, was charged with stalking Trooper Inlow and several other charges. Prior to this, Inlow had arrested and prosecuted Greg's son, Ben. I contacted Megan at this telephone number, and she identified herself. I explained the reason for my visit. I indicated to her that police records were found, plus medical records, to place her original testimony to police in question. Megan became rather irate and said, quote, This is totally ridiculous. I didn't even know this guy until about 1990 when I worked at a radio station. End quote. She further went on to say that she is going to obtain legal representation and that she is aware that she does not have to talk to me or anyone else. I indicated that the records found were in contradiction to her original testimony to police investigators. I informed her that she could be found and charged with criminal charges for misleading an investigation and or perjury. Again, she was adamant about not being involved and said she was getting an attorney and she hung up the telephone, end quote. Now, I do not have the official report yet on how that interview went, but I do have the medical records from Clearfield Hospital confirming Megan's ER visit on October 9, 1987, with the arrival time of 11.17 p.m. The medical records state in part due to the fact that the doctor's handwriting is extremely hard to interpret. Quote, has been drinking, upset and crying, arrested for drinking. Father states that patient drinks weekly. Mother denies this. Patient crying, she doesn't want to die. Patient told mother last drank two hours ago. Alert, lucid, no suicidal desire stated. Lungs clear. Blood alcohol content, 0.20 plus, end quote. So my understanding is that the difference in her blood alcohol levels is due to being tested at the scene, resulting in 0.32%, and then around two hours later, 
when she was tested again at the Clearfield Hospital at 12.10 a.m., resulting in a 0.20 plus percent. I guess it's not too alarming with how much alcohol was found in Megan's system for her to have zero recollection of this incident. So how and why do I have this information? Well, in my research on Sean Inlow, I came across an article titled, A Closer Look at the Circumstances Surrounding Florida Man's Arrest, and another article titled, Florida Man Accused of Stalking State Trooper Has Hearing. Both articles are written by the Gantt team in February 2008, and here is just a brief summary of the two articles. Trooper Sean Inlow was assigned to investigate a sexual misconduct case that occurred in Massachusetts on a class trip in August 2002 and involved Gregory Walker's son, Ben, which ended with Ben serving a one-year prison sentence in 2007. Greg Walker was suspicious on why, after his son's case was already dismissed five years earlier, Sean Inlow dug it back up. Greg's curiosity and intuition pulled him to discover information on Sean Inlow that he never thought would resurface. Well, Inlow retaliated and charged Greg Walker with harassment and stalking charges, which ended up with Greg serving a five-year prison sentence. And for the time being, I am not going to get into the great details surrounding the alleged corruption orchestrated by the one and only Sean Inlow, but believe me, I am getting an insane amount of proof to share with you eventually. And as a result, from the Walker family and private investigators digging up information that Sean Inlow thought would never be uncovered, it appeared that Inlow jumped on the defense and started getting really nervous and needed to find a way to silence the truth that the Walker family was about to expose. So that sexual misconduct case that I just mentioned regarding Greg's son occurred in August 2002 and was originally dismissed by the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. The judge ruled the following, quote, The court allows... Defendant Walker's request to be relieved of the obligation to register as a sex offender under the law of the Commonwealth. The defendant need not register. I determine that the circumstances of the offense, together with the offender's criminal history, indicate that he does not pose a risk of reoffense or a danger to the public. End quote. And the judge's reasoning is this quote. Defendant Walker, at the age of 17, and in the course of a school trip away from home, participated with another perpetrator in a two-day pattern of severe harassment of a male classmate, amounting to the offense of indecent assault and battery upon a person 14 or over, open and gross lewdness, and lascivious behavior, and assault and battery. End quote. So I am in no way condoning Ben's behavior on this trip. My point is that the state of Massachusetts 
ruled that Ben Walker need not to register as a sex offender. And now, because of Sean Inlow's alleged lies and corruption, Ben Walker will be a registered sex offender for life. So six years later, in 2008, Pennsylvania State Trooper, at the time, Sean Inlow was on a mission to mute the Walker family before they exposed his outrageous and ludicrous behaviors. Again, I'm not getting into all those details today. So to circle back, I was able to find Greg Walker's phone number. At least I was hoping it was the right Greg Walker. And I left him a super random voicemail, something along the lines of, Hi, this is Lindsay, and I'm a podcaster that wants to expose the disgusting, retired state trooper, Sean Inlow. I'd love to speak with you about what you know if you're willing. And you guys, within about 30 minutes, I received a text from him saying that he'd love to talk with me. So that is how I was able to receive a lot of today's never-before-heard information and more juicy information coming up soon. Greg Walker was able to get the proof and facts of Sean Inlow at the age of 26 having sex with and providing alcohol to a 15-year-old female. There is no way in hell anyone can convince me that this was a one-time thing and that Sean Inlow has not violated another innocent young boy or girl. You guys, this rape happened in October 1987 when the creep Sean Inlow was 26 years old. That means that he has had 34 and a half years to violate, rape, torture, prostitute, and influence more innocent children. This is unacceptable, and I will not stop fighting until Sean Inlow is a registered sex offender and can never be around children ever again. I want to remind you guys that Sean Inlow is currently coaching a youth boys soccer team in Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania. And he also helps run summer theater camps for children. We need to use our voices. We need to stand up to this coward, Sean Inlow. We need to force Pennsylvania State Police to hold Sean Inlow accountable. We need the victims to come forward and be heroes so that Sean Inlow cannot harm another innocent child. You now have a community of warriors that will stand right beside you and applause your bravery to tell the truth. We need to never support the launch pad in Phillipsburg. And if you're wondering what that launch pad is, let me enlighten you. As stated in the Progress News and 
in the town and gown. The launch pad started as a means for the band Stone Man, of which Inlow founded to play during the pandemic. Inlow said that Stone Man is the house band at the launch pad and that he took his house, the place that he lives, and turned it into a club where his band lives as well. He says that he's inviting all creatives that he can find and that Sean Inlow thinks that Phillipsburg could be a hotbed for original music. Teresa Mull of The Town and Gown says that stepping inside the says that stepping inside the Launchpad live music venue in Phillipsburg feels like you're stepping inside the brain of Sean Inlow, the mad genius who dreamed up and created the space. There's lots going on, bursts of color, larger-than-life characters, and a myriad motifs mix and match everywhere. In the lobby area, around the bar, in the bathrooms, and of course, in the performance room. After settling in, though, you realize that, just like an in-law's very alive mind, everything makes sense, has layers to it, and is there for a reason, often many reasons. Yeah, thanks, Teresa. We know. We're, we're figuring out all the layers that Sean and Lowe has. The article also states, Mementos from Phillipsburg are scattered throughout the launch pad. A bench from Slabtown Park, originally taken for a play with approval from the borough manager, rests by the far wall. There are plenty of spaces to relax, including a circle of recliner chairs. Um, how can anyone listen to this and not have your mind go to what you really think is happening in those recliner chairs? The article also states that Inlow said, I just want it to be a creative place, a comfortable place. I want people to come and stay like a loft, speakeasy, or a hangout where you can enjoy music and you don't have to act like you're at the bar. (laughs) I'm sure you do want it to be a nice, comfortable place, Inlow. And I'm sure you want people to come and stay. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the article says, To say the launch pad space is unexpected doesn't do the place justice. Inlow spent two years remodeling the 100-year-old building into the live music, theater, entertainment, rental space it is today, infusing the crazy influences he has had over the years. After a stint as a journalist, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I know why it was just a stint, and a career in law enforcement into the venue he's been envisioning for 16 years. So then this is the recollection on Inlow turning his place from, quote, crappy to creative, end quote. He says that the launch pad really started to take form one day as he was moping in his coffee about how he needed to find a place for his band, Stone Man, to play. Jenny Horton, the hostess with the mostest at Poppy's Cafe and Catering, offered Inlow the upstairs of her restaurant. She gave Inlow a tour and 
despite the place being filthy, dirty, cruddy, crappy, just ugh, Inlow was not deterred. I got super carried away, he says. One idea after another just kept coming. So I'm going to pause there for a minute. I find it interesting that Sean Inlow has blocked me on Facebook, but his buddy Jenny Horton is now a part of the Can't Stop, Won't Stop page. I wonder if she joined so that she could help us hold Sean accountable. At least that's why I'm hoping she joined. Welcome to the group, Jenny Horton. So Inlow goes on to state that he hauled out decades of stored up junk and threw it into a giant dumpster over the fire escape. He cleared out blown insulation, did away with drop ceilings, added windows, and turned himself into a pretty first-rate handyman. Um, pretty sure you were quite a handy man before that, Inlow. Just saying. He says that he also turned the neglected old dump of a storage space into a place people are constantly comparing to an artsy loft you'd find in Brooklyn. The the main music room is full of intimate mini living rooms. I'm sure they are, Inlow. With a collection of cozy couches and recliners, personal coffee tables and mood lamps, pillows, stuffed animals, and a bunch of Mr. Potato Heads. You know, weird stuff. Okay, that sounds like, to me, Inlo is describing the perfect place for an orgy. He called his place a room full of intimate mini living rooms with a collection of cozy couches and recliners, personal coffee tables, mood lamps, pillows, and stuffed animals. That's weird, in my opinion. So you guys, the launch pad had its opening night on August 7, 2021. The entry fee was $20. Poppy and Co., you know, Jenny Horton, catered the event. People get to bring their own beverages and check their goods at the bar area. That sounds a little bit sketchy, but what do I know? Poppy and Co. takes half of the entry costs. The band takes the other half, according to Inlow. And he says that he has received positive feedback regarding the show. He currently is setting up to be open on select Saturdays. However, he hopes to eventually be operating every Saturday, bringing in various local talent. Well, I'm going to do everything in my power to not let that happen. Are you willing to support a rapist, a liar, someone who corrupts the morals of minors, an alleged illegal drug dealer, an alleged corrupt cop, and a flat-out terrible human being? So you guys, if Sean Inlow would have been convicted by Magistrate William Dasher, In 1987, 
then he wouldn't have been able to be a state trooper. And he wouldn't have been able to harm more underage children. And he wouldn't have been a part of the scheme with Joel Conway being a CI for him and the state police. And he wouldn't have been able to put his nose into Terry Clark's fatal hit and run. We don't know who hit, killed, and left Terry dead. No one has been arrested as of this episode. Everyone named is innocent until proven guilty. This coming June 11, 2022 will mark 17 years without Terry Clark Sr. And we cannot wait to meet all of you at his memorial coming up. We can't stop and we won't stop fighting for Terry Clark Sr.'s justice. We will make sure his alleged killer cannot do this to another innocent person. We will put pressure on authorities to treat Terry Clark Sr. as if it was their own father. Huge shout out to Terry's daughters, Jessica and Sam, and to his wife, Brenda. Without all of the critical information that you have received and the deep dive into your father and husband's suspicious death, none of this could happen. It's because of you that I am able to make awareness on the seemingly lack of police work done on Terry Clark Sr.'s fatal hit and run. Please join the Closure and Justice for Terry Clark Sr. Facebook page for more information, as well as the Can't Stop, Won't Stop Facebook page. You guys, this happens way more often than you think. There are so many families that think they are alone in their fight against law enforcement. And I'm here to let you know that you are not alone. You are not the only family treated poorly by law enforcement when seeking justice for a loved one. I am here to help give you the confidence to speak up. Use your voice and prove what is truly happening in your loved one's case. You can join our live this Sunday and every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook at Can't Stop, Won't Stop. You can also follow me at MyLindsayAnn on Instagram. I'd like to note that I don't have any training in law enforcement and I have zero training as a lawyer. I'm just a girl that is driven to find justice. I'm just a girl that truly cares. I'm just a girl that gives a shit and has a hell of a lot more empathy for victims' families than many people with badges do. It is absolutely disgusting what so many grieving families have to go through. What if this happened to your innocent loved one? Would you stop fighting? Would you back down? No. And we can't stop and we won't stop fighting until we get answers. Thank you so much to all of the warriors that have reached out to me with all of your kind words. You have no idea how much that means to me. And if you enjoyed this episode, please, please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcast. This is free, and it will help get awareness to the public about the injustices happening to so many grieving families. 
thank you for all of your support. And those of you that don't like that I'm helping families seek justice, well, then just stay away because mean people suck. You know, I don't know why so much pain and loss has to happen. I don't have all the answers. Only he does. And sometimes the best thing to do is is just trust it. It was back in 04 when Grandpa died and my shirt was soaking wet with tears from my eyes. You tried to calm me down, tried to plead your case, but I just bit that face right back in your face. And you said, well, you may not understand now. Somehow, someday, some way, you'll find out why it had to be. Yeah, according to his plan, he won't put you through anything that he thinks you can't make it through. With his everlasting love, you may need to scream at the top of your lungs. Because while you think he died at too young an age, it really was his time. There's no reason for rage. He's in a better place now, away from the pain and the stress and the hate and the hurt and the strain. The best way to honor him and his legacy is to live how he did and not question me. No, God, no, 